Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. From the WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Drake, what was your meeting with the like? Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed with them. You know, Coach Mayo, you know, first congratulated him, too. Um, you know, come anytime a new head coach, you know, it was a, a pretty cool experience. So just being in there and... Um, New England's you know, obviously a great sports town, and meet with them. So I thought it went well. I think um, you know New England's a great spot, and all these teams are. Yeah, I got a great spot. It's our guy Drake May. That's my that's my hillbilly king right there. Can I tell you? That's a great line. Is that a line that other athletes use? I, it might be a well worn like trope, but you don't want a game plan for me. You want a game plan with me. It's a good line. A good snappy little line in an interview there. Like, what? Coach Mayo, you know, first congratulated him too. Um, you know, come anytime a new head coach. Now, that was less, uh, that was less easy to make out. He was talking about, man, it's just a dang old complicated, you know, man. It's like a dang old Rubik's Cube, man. You like talking about blue, red, man. Then you get to one side and then you like messed up the other side. So Ryan thinks he's Boomhauer. There are right noses, Boomhauer. He just doesn't, he doesn't open his mouth all the time when he talks. I'm gonna tell you, it doesn't bother me. I love it. Do you, though? I I do. I don't know if you guys do. I am getting too attached to this individual. If they actually draft him and we get to talk to him in the afternoons, like, I might be obsessed with him. You know, right there near Boston is... Shoot three, you know, these are three greats. Okay. Yeah, now, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old onion soup powder, okay, man, so that, just put that, that little bit old that. You don't need no grilled onions, man. That one was legitimately bad. This <laughs> other one, play the mayo one again. That one wasn't that bad. Yeah, yeah, I was really impressed with them. You know, Coach Mayo, you know, first congratulated him, too. Um, you know, come anytime a new head coach, you know, it was a, a pretty cool experience. So just being in there and um, New England's, you know, obviously a great sports town and meet with them. So I thought it went well. I think, um, you know, New England's a great spot and all these teams are, yeah, I got a great spot. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what you do, man. You just keep that angle arm straight, man. Y'all put your left hand still, man. Just speed it the hell up. And yeah. and I'm come new head coach. Okay, That's I, the only time when he went into boom house. No, no, no. I so I take it back. After hearing that full clip, that wasn't great either. I I take it back. <laughs> well, no, it. was it not great or was it fantastic? Uh, it's it's good. So I I just you know you're the you're the one who's nitpicking his accent over there. So get right when we talk to him. You're gonna have to nitpick. You're gonna have you to. You know why? You're gonna, to, you're gonna have to disarm I'm, him with this. I'm deflecting. Yeah. Because finally, there's someone with someone a else who talks weird. stronger non-regional nor- northeast accent than me. So I welcome it. This uh, is really why I'm championing Drake May. Championing. This is our hour number yeah. two, by the way, of Jones and Mego. Elliot uh, Wolf. Yeah. Elliot Wolf. Elliot Wolf. Elliot Wolf. <laughs> what is that? It's a Wolf super. I, I may have been, you know, pulling all the time. I, 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 I said, be honest. It's Elliot South Wolf. Yeah. Elliot Wolf. Elliot Wolf. Well, first Elliot Wolf. What a lie. That's all the time she said it, Ryan? Oh, no. What a lie. Oh, that's just like, that could be just one show from last that was week. Like, that was like Monday. And so, uh, so anyway, so. Well, 
Woof, woof, woof. I thought you've been working on your wolf. Elliot, woofy, woof. I know, woof, 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 woof. woof. <laughs> so deflected, right? Woof, 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 woof. I thought you've been working on your wolf. Elliot, woofy, woof. I know, woof, 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 woof. woof. <laughs> I had no idea we had any I'm of keeping a running tally. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Uh. You wonder how he's, the man's doing trending today. He's doing, uh, you know, all of Arcan's normal work on top of this. Andy still has time to put that together. It's uh, uh, What a uh, radio genius, Ryan Garvin. Um, so we'll- and in baseball news, the San Francisco Giants have agreed to a three-year, $42 million deal with the San Francisco Giants. Of course, sure obviously. Did, we, all, we all know. Uh, we'll get to your phone calls here in a moment. 617-779-7937. The Twitch chat pointed out the other day, you know, uh, Bailey Zappi was a ma'am guy. Do you think uh, do you think Drake May is a a ma'am guy? I don't think so because no? not not because he wasn't like raised that way or whatever with that southern hospitality. <laughs> By the way, I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't Google ma'am guy on a on a <laughs> yeah. work computer. I wouldn't no, duck duck go that one. I think it's because he's <laughs> when like he's got hillbilly swag where he knows he doesn't need to be okay. yes sir no sir yes ma'am no ma'am. Okay, which like the true one would be like no um. When you just drop the ma'am and it becomes gnome. No. Yeah. You know, bot right there near Boston is shoot three, you know, these three great sports towns you're talking about. Right, I've been calling y'all people better than a month now. Grab by y'all every time I dangle dog cross these star yapping. <laughs> okay, our big question of the day up now at Jones and Mega. Are you a ma'am guy or a tush guy? No, 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 that's not it. Uh, what's your biggest concern <laughs> with, the pa- with the Patriots picking a quarterback at number three in the draft? Is it that the roster isn't ready? Is it that you don't trust the front office? Is it that the quarterback class isn't good? Slash Drake May has a weird accent. Or is it susceptible to injury? Mego, how'd you vote? Okay, so I think we probably voted one and the same. How can I trust the front office? Same. How can I trust the front office? Like, I don't know what Woofie's role in past drafts, whether they're here or in Cleveland or in Wisconsin. Like, I don't know what his role has been. I still don't really know what his role is, except that he got up there and tried to establish some line of accountability and saying that at the end of the day, he's the one who's signing off on the number three pick. But aside from that... Like, okay, we hear that Ben McAdoo, he wrote this great little piece in the New York Post a couple years ago showing what great judgment he has of quarterbacks. Even if he has great judgment of quarterbacks, we don't know how much say he has behind closed doors. So now they go into the situation where we're not even sure who's going to have a job once the football season actually starts from this front office. So what's the accountability there? We'll get into that because there's news reports about that. I don't know what anybody's actual job is. I don't know how much power anybody has. And you're sitting there with the most important pick since probably Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, it's true. So I'm with you. I, I don't trust the front office. I don't trust any of the decision makers. Ownership, the coach, the front office, I don't trust them. Uh, I like the quarterbacks, so I'm not going to vote that the class isn't good. I'm not worried about Jaden Daniels' frame or anything like that. And the roster isn't ready right now. But there's still free agency and guys to fill out around the roster. So if they don't do anything in free agency, maybe I'll, I'll shift over to that side. But right now, I don't trust the front office. However, Mego, we're in second place in the poll. Uh, roster isn't ready is dominating right now at 50%. So you can vote at Jones and Mego. Uh, you can dial us up 617-779-7937. 29% agree with us. Don't trust the front office. 19% say the quarterback class isn't good. That's actually a high number of people who are out on the QBs. And only two percent are How worried are about sitting being sitting there saying none of this quarterback class is good. Like to just well, sweepingly it, say I don't like any well, of these. Well, that's not necessarily 
what that means to me. It means if the class isn't good. That doesn't mean you don't like any of them, but maybe you like Caleb Williams and you don't like Drake May and Jaden Daniels. I, I don't think it means you don't like any of them, but the class as a whole, people don't like. Uh, have we heard Jaden Daniels speak? Have you heard him yet? Well, I mean, I have because I watched his videos this morning. So you did. So I, I haven't. But seen, we haven't played him on radio. I haven't before. seen or heard this yet. What's Jaden Daniels sound like? Jaden Patriots have obviously won a lot as growing up as a football player. What would it mean to potentially play for them? Yeah, it'd be dope. Obviously, growing up and, and seeing uh, what Tom Brady did there. Uh, six Super Bowls, you know, that's tough to live up to, but uh, it'll be dope to, to come in there and, you know, see the success they had and, and help them get back on that track. Okay, so not a lot there, but it'd be dope to play yeah. for the Patriots. You know, he's Californian. Yeah, no one. There was a Californian quarterback here before. He was pretty good. Yeah, and that, well, that's true. Not a lot to latch on to when it comes to uh, being asked about, hey, would you like to go to this destination? Uh, everybody answers, yes. That's all anybody ever answers. So not, not a lot to latch on to there, but okay. Uh, Jaden Daniels, hadn't heard him yet. Uh, 617-779-7937. Let's get to some phone calls. Let's bump the Bedard stuff. We'll, we'll react to that later on this hour. Elliot Wolf and his future in New England, along with more thoughts on these QBs. we got a lot of you waiting patiently, including Evan in the car. Go ahead, Evan. Hey, guys. i got two quick examples of the reputation that uh, Aaron Hernandez has had following him since high school. So I'm in a fantasy football league with a couple guys who went to high school with him, played uh, high school football with him, and they all say that the behavior that people talked about in this documentary – was consistent with what they experienced with him in high school. Another quick example, Jordan Reed, who also played at Florida, also played in Connecticut, so they had some overlap with high school coaches. And then they were both they were both, went, they were both tight ends, correct? Like they played the same position. Right. So when Jordan Reed was going down there for camp before he was to start his freshman year, his head coach was like, um, told him, hey, I'm going to put him in a call to Aaron. He's going to take care of you. Calls him while he's down there. He says, hey, is Aaron taking care of you? He said, coach. I'm not going near that guy, and people told me not to go near him. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah, but, look, uh, look, it's all, think, it's, Evan, it's all anecdotal, but I, but I, and I, I don't mean to say I don't trust a caller, but, like, that's all anecdotal, but it aligns with, if you missed us play this earlier in the show, what Brandon Lloyd, who's really a forgotten Patriots player, he's only here for a season, very productive, bounced around a lot. Didn't he have that great picture against uh, the Broncos? Yeah, where he was like, where he yeah, smiled yeah. for the camera. So, oh, I thought you were talking, I was thinking of a different clip where it was kind of like a toe-tapping catch on the sideline. I know the no, one you're talking about, like too. full Superman. So, um, you know, Welker, uh, Dion Branch, and, you know, Lloyd at one point is like, you don't hang out with, with Chico, was his nickname. You don't, you don't go out with him. It's not safe. And so, I, I'm sure there was some of that at Florida, too. I, I believe it was Bob Holer, um, part of the Globe Spotlight team who wrote about Hernandez at the time and reported on Hernandez at the time. Um, I, I believe it was him who said, you know, Florida has a fixer. They have a lawyer down there who's a fixer. And I remember the story at the time, and it was it really was sealed, I think, because Hernandez was so young. He might have been 17 when he first got to Florida. He was very, very young. He was a young NFL draftee. He was very young when he got to Florida. And so maybe because he was still a minor, they were able to seal some of it, if I remember correctly. But, like, no one really knew about this incident meaning the public, I think the teams did, and I'm sure Bill knew because Urban, Her- Urban Meyer was his coach. But a lot of this was sealed from the public that Hernandez, you know, was at this shooting at a club, and he broke a bouncer's eardrum over a friggin'... He was a bar manager over 12. a $12 Thank tab. You. Over a $12 tab. He punched the guy so hard he ruptured his eardrum, but 
Hernandez early on understood I'm a football player. I can get away with stuff. Oh, what we haven't talked about was how about uh, who is it? Chris, Chris Carter. Chris Carter giving oh, that speech. That's a symposium. And the first question is young Aaron Hernandez raising his hand and asking him how he changed his behavior yeah, when he got, got to in have league. a fall. No, I'm just gonna I, I literally thought that's what they were gonna play, but no, they ha- it's a great it's a great scene. I need to know who's gonna be the fall guy. So Chris Carter at the rookie symposium, NFL uh, makes sure all these players go to the rookie symposium. They show Hernandez asking a question to Chris Carter. Well, first of all, they show him laughing. Uh, you know, he's he laughing and, about weed. He and Gronk and Brandon Spikes are all yucking it up about uh, weed. And Chris Carter's like, oh, you guys are taking this seriously. And I think it was like the whole room, not just those three, but the camera cuts to the three of them at that point. And Hernandez asks Chris Carter a direct question about how you were able to separate from your past. And he's like, you know, look, I got serious about my body. I stopped taking drugs. And I told everybody in my past, don't call me. And it's like, you couldn't have gotten more clear advice from somebody who, you know, and I don't know what Chris Carter was up to in terms of, you know, criminal activity or anything like that, but certainly drugs. I mean, he was he was cut by the Eagles. And this is a Hall of Fame player, cut by the Eagles because, you know, he couldn't, he wasn't reliable. And so he's up there in front of the room telling you, look, tell your people, don't call you. Like, cut, cut them out of your life. And that was Hernandez. That's the advice he got entering the league. And listen, so like when I say who's to blame, Hernandez is to blame. I don't want to hear that his father died when he was in high school. And that turns you into a mass murderer. That's not what happened. Okay. Plenty of people lose parents. That's not what happened. And so I don't want any excuses for Hernandez, but what did the Patriots know and how much did they know? You know, that to me is, is where the debate starts. Uh, 617-779-7937. We'll get to all your phone calls here coming up. I do want to get into something we discussed yesterday. There's conflicting reports, and it sounds like a media turf war. Uh, People marking their territory over what we know and what we don't know about the Patriots and what quarterbacks they want to select. Marking their territory like a dog, right? Yeah, no. Mm, Woof, 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 woof. I thought you'd been working on your wolf. Ellie, woofy. I know. Woof, 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 woof. (laughs) We'll get to uh, woofy as well. Uh, because uh, Andrew Callahan had some interesting reporting on Elliot Wolf and whether or not he'll be here beyond this season, which I found eye-opening. So we'll get to all that with your phone calls right after trending with Ryan Garvin. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Remember, you can listen to WEEI on your smart speaker. Just say, play 93.7 WEEI. Now, more of Jones and Mako on WEEI. They have not made up their mind yet. This is so early in the process. To me, this is absolutely (laughs) ridiculous. They're just talking to these guys for the first time this week. And then you also have Pro Day... You'll have interviews, and the biggest thing is going to be the top 30 visits. And I can almost tell you, they'll probably bring in at least, I don't know, eight quarterbacks into Foxborough to get a full day with them, uh, along with the medicals that are going on. Uh, To me, it's just, to me, it's ridiculous that we're talking about the Patriots making a decision. Now, do I think that they want to take a quarterback at three? Yes, absolutely. 
uh, am I almost 100% sure that they will take a quarterback somewhat high, either the first or the second round? Absolutely. But, you know, halfway through the combine, after just sitting with these guys, um, do I think they're settled on this is what we're going to do? We're going to draft a quarterback at number three? No, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. It just is. Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. I like Greg, but that's that's just crying about somebody else having a report before you, right? Now, what exactly was he all hot and bothered about there? That the Patriots have made their decision. Well, they didn't say... Okay, so he's talking about the Mass Live report, correct? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know who he's talking about. Is he talking about Mass Live? Is he talking about the athletic report? Is he talking about... I mean, even even Karen passed along some stuff yesterday about the number three pick. I uh, think that's absolutely ridiculous. Separately from the uh, the report from Mark Daniels and uh, Chris Mason. So, But as you said, Jeff Howe also reported that everything... I think it, the whole thing has been everything at the Combine indicates they're going to use the third pick on a quarterback. They have not made up their mind yet. You don't think they've made up their mind about that? Apparently not. That's what he thinks. What do you think? I think they probably have. Me too. That Uh, they like these quarterbacks enough, these top-tier quarterbacks enough that they're going to take one of these guys. I don't think that's crazy. I don't know if they've sat there and they said, we're going to move heaven and earth to get Drake May or we're going to go up and get Caleb Williams or anything like that. But if they've decided that they're impressed enough by all three of these guys, I don't know why that's crazy to decide right now. The scouts have been working on Drake May and Caleb Williams for like seven months at this point. Thank you. Now, look, I believe in the combine. I believe in the pro days. I believe in the top 30 visits and all that other stuff. There's stuff you can glean. You want to see them throw. You want to see how they interact with people. You want to interview them. You want their medicals. So, like, I I get Greg's point on all that. But this just sounds like classic media turf war. Uh, You know, uh, I'm marking my territory over here. I haven't been told that. And, you know, I'm not in a reporting business, Mego, right? You used to be in a reporting business. And you still report from time to time. When you hear stuff, you pass it along. Shout out. uh, If you haven't checked out the Slam podcast, we had a great interview with Drew Hanlon. Mm -hmm. Just saying that. But was that a, was there, kind of reporting. there was reporting going on there? Or was, you interviewed him. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, reporting. It, this might shock you, but a big part of reporting is interviews. I mean, we do interviews all the time on and this show. I would not consider that's it reporting. Reporting. You're a big J journalist. When I when I interview uh, when Arkan asked Mac Jones about the yips, that's interview. That's a reporting. That was incredible, groundbreaking, groundbreaking reporting. <laughs> What's the what is that? That was Arkan. He was doing Gonzo reporting there. That was a Hunter S. Thompson style report yeah. that he was crafting. Yeah, he was using a different tactic than normal. Uh, there, for Mac, sure. again, maybe a weird question, but do you think you now or at any point this year sort of had the yips? You, you know what that is? I mean, do you think that that's something that's that's happened to you? What's the what is that? The yips, where uh, I don't know, it's a golf thing where you can't, you know, or a baseball thing, you so, can't make an easy throw. It's always. Good when you're responding to the question to your question with the yips. Where uh, I don't know. It's- where you say I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm asking. Uh, <laughs> I blacked out. I, I don't know if that's like a legit question, sports, but so all I'm, all I'm saying is I'm not. I'm not in the reporting business. So is that journalism? I'm, what I just played. I'm much closer to Arkan. I don't want to say I'm all the way aligned with Arkan on uh, reporting, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I am not a big J journalist, but I know how it works. It's somebody else has a scoop, and now I look like a clown because I don't have that scoop, so I have to justify why I don't have that scoop. So actually, you know what? They haven't made a decision yet. And Greg just may not know, which to me is it's okay to say. Like, that's fine. 
you know, I asked Curran yesterday, I'm like, why why Gerard Mayo walk back his comments? He's like, I don't know. That's fine. I, I'll accept that. You I don't know. I would say that's pretty honest. You haven't heard. You don't know. But, like, this happened, this is, a to me, a bigger example, but this happened with Bill, too. The Crafts made their decision in Germany to bring back Curran. And you had a, a, just a flood, an avalanche of reporters saying, well, I haven't heard that, and they haven't made their decision yet. No way, and no one's they told me that. They have not made up their mind yet. And it's just like, you know, peeing and marking territory to, like, justify your existence that no one's told you. Maybe somebody else has a better source. Do you ever think about that? Maybe somebody else has a better source than you. And so, look, I, I just use my brain on stuff like this. I don't need to talk to people. They know. They know what they're doing at three. It's three. It's not 25. It's not 66. It's pick three. There's only so many scenarios to game out. It goes Caleb Williams, Drake May, and then you have to decide, are you okay with Jaden Daniels? Or, wait for this, it goes Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, and you have to decide, wait a minute, do I want Drake May? Or maybe Caleb Williams is there, and you have to consider that. Beyond that, you don't have to consider anything. So, yeah, I think they've made their mind up. And I think the fact that there were a few reports to that end yesterday tells you that uh, I think the Patriots wanted out there that they're locked in on QBs. And I think if you've been following details... Connect the dots. If you've been following details... Thank you, Mego. Uh, it's not that hard. The season ticket holder letter that you keep referencing to just Elliot Wolf and Gerard Mayo's public comments, I think it's pretty clear they're taking a quarterback. So I don't know why he was so territorial there. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. That is happens. that absolutely ridiculous? It just is. <laughs> okay. You know, you're right. <laughs> Face. Uh, so there you go. Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I uh, I do think I do think they've made their decision. By the way, just a couple of combine details. Do you care that uh, that Caleb Williams is believed to be the first person refusing to partake in medicals at the combine in the history of the combine? He's believed to be the first person not doing that. Does that bother you? Um. Yes. What is he hiding? That's the first reaction that I have. Well, let me let me. That's just, the first reaction that I let have. Let me give you the justification. Uh, the justification is he's not going to sit there and be poked and prodded by a million teams that probably aren't going to take him. And so he said he will do medicals on on personal visits on a top thirty visit. He'll do medicals. Okay. But he's not going to do it at the combine. Does that bother you? I think it's odd. I mean, again, it's just another mark towards it's like more prima donna I, don't, behavior. I don't need to be part of what everybody else is doing. It's more prima donna I'm so behavior. special. It's very strange to me because like, I look, I was never obviously an athlete to that level. But there, when you reach a certain level of being an athlete, you really give your body over. You really just like step on a scale and you're like, whatever, I weigh what I have to weigh. And, you, you know, I get these annoying testings done and everything like it's just your job. To some extent. So it's it's indicative to me that he'd go there and say, I don't want to be poked and prodded by all these different teams. I'll only do it for the ones that are very serious. So Ryan uh, Ryan has a clip here. I didn't realize we had this, but this is from uh, PFT Live. This is Caleb Williams. I'd say the the main thing has just been, you know, it was a decision with my family and my team. Um, and, and it really came down to not all 32 teams can, can draft me. So I give all 32 teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. My personal medical things. There's nothing there. Played all 30, yeah. how many ever games wow. I played. I don't even came. remember you being banged up by the slightest. I've never came off the field. And okay, thanks, Chris. Seriously. Okay, so, so then who cares if they all have your medical info? Okay, I just, it just, to me, it's a guy who just feels like a lot to deal with. And it's the same reason that I wouldn't take him one. I wouldn't take him one. If I were your Bears back there, Brian, I wouldn't take him one. Because I just think he's a lot to deal with. Do he's, you think he has like a really 
weird birthmark or something? No, I don't. I don't think it's anything Third like that. Third nipple. I just think he feels like he's above it, and he wants to be. He doesn't fancy himself as like just another quarterback. He wants to own a team. He doesn't want. Uh, he wants to represent himself. He doesn't want to partake in the medicals. Like he wants to be like a trailblazer, which on some level is commendable. Like I get it, but at the same time, are are, are you are you concerned enough about? the football or are you concerned about everything else and that's what that's what bothers me and there's just there's a laundry list of this stuff with this guy and so this is just the latest on top of the pile i said this to holly the other night he's like oh well none of these things are overly incriminating none of them by themselves are but there's just a giant mountain of crap with this kid that i don't want to deal with that said i'd still take him two i'm not taking him one yeah it just seems like a headache doesn't it yes and it's just very self-involved look I'm not going to pretend like I think that these other quarterbacks are not also self-involved. It's nearly professional athletes who are going to go very high in the draft. So this is just, but but it tells you like all this behavior is just different than what the other guys are willing to do. Let me give you one more combine detail. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. apparently blew off media availability today. Now he's there. There were reports that he like left the combine. I guess those were inaccurate, but he blew off media availability. Does that bother you? Of course that bothers me. You know, that's one of my big things. Mego got annoyed when Trevor's story skipped media availability on his first day. That was, was one of my first cages. takes. I was like, Lou, how are you going to apologize for this guy? And Lou was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Lou was like, I think he's maybe a good he's guy, on, though. Maybe he's on mountain time still. Lou, yeah, know. Lou was like, I think he's a good guy, though. I was like, well, he blew off the media. That's messed up. I just, I don't know. Stuff like that is, it's not overly incriminating it's just it does bother me a little bit the media thing is an accountability factor like that should matter to you i understand why it doesn't matter to other people as much as it matters to me for me it's just like having been somebody who's been in those positions at times it's very irritating and it makes you frustrated with the person because it makes it feel like they don't care about facing the music at all and this is a little different because it's not like he had some horrible game that he has to respond to right but, but it's still i don't like that my rule is i don't like it but like my guess is his teammates still have to pick up slack for him in some way you know like uh, other ohio state kids at the the combine now are gonna have to hey what what about marvin what about marvin and they're gonna because people are gonna need to fill out their notebooks and they're gonna need to fill column inches and everything else i don't know how it works you know uh they're gonna have to uh however many word count they have to get to how's my it done? newspaper editor is on the phone asking it, about column inches how's it done in the blogging industry mego you tell me i don't know and so you know they're concerned about all this stuff and so they're still going to be asking his teammates about it and it is leaving your teammates out to dry but the caleb williams stuff not doing medicals bothers me more than blowing off the media 617-779-7937 let's get to some of these phone calls here we'll play you some more audio on the quarterbacks what uh burt breer and Phil Perry are hearing. Uh, Mike is in the I'm Navy Yard. on the phone with the, the EI. Hey, Mike, what's up? Yo, what's up, Mike? Mike, you're in the Navy Yard? Yeah, I'm in the Navy Yard right now. Oh, How's nice. it going, guys? Uh, good. Those are, my, those are my stomping grounds. Yeah, I'm from Charlestown, born and raised. Ooh, I'm, not, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm very much a toonie. Oh, you're a toonie? Yes, oh, yes. It's a shame. I grew up in Charlestown. But, hey, I, I have a question for you guys. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. So, uh. Why do you guys think Gerard Mayo's not going to be at the draft this year? Uh, at the draft? It says here the Combine. You mean the Combine? Oh, the Combine. Yeah, my bad. He's at the Combine. I don't know if he left. 
Is there some report he left that I missed out? I don't know. He's there. He spoke to the media. He's there. Yeah. There was a there was News a news reaches the Navy Yard a little there are, slower. Yeah, busy. They're I mean, busy guys so, over there. You're the, so close to the water. Yeah, there's so many tall ships down there. The, he saw one. somebody on a I mean, there's boat. There's one tall ship down there. Yeah. Someone on a boat like spelled it out in uh, nautical flags. It was like Deride Mayo has left the combine. I wanted to ask him if he gets confused. And he's like, I better call EEI. They might not know. Morse code. There's tapping out Morse code to him down beep, there in the Navy Yard. Beep, 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 beep. No, I, I wanted to ask if he ever gets confused by the lighthouse at Gillette. Like, are you go? No, no, no! Don't go that way. You're gonna, you're gonna beat yourself. That's not a real lighthouse. We love our Charlestown callers. Oh, I, I do. I just, I when I when I say, it's like, oh, I'm in Charlestown. You can't be like, you know, to a real townie, you can't be like. Well, you just did it. I'm from Charlestown. No, no, I'm saying when he's like, I'm, I'm from Charlestown. Do you I'm ever like, think gotta... about your kid is going to be a real Charlestown? We we used to refer to him when he was first born. We referred to him as the littlest townie, yeah. The littlest townie. Yeah. That's cute. That's him. I'm sure you're the first person who ever moved to Charlestown as a yuppie Think and did that with their kid. Complete. I would ne- I would never pretend we are not. Uh, we have not yuppified. Uh, it's completely what we've done. Uh, John is in the car. Go ahead, John. Uh, I love yuppie talk. Um, hey, uh, you know, <laughs> I hate to be like, like constantly like badgering the craft family. No, go for it. I heard today, like I know there's something I've heard like this week. It's, it's just mind boggling. Like, so my, my two points about like the moral arbiter that is Bob Kraft. Like, can you imagine if you were a random Patriots player this year who is like strings their family along with like their two kids to the game. And it's like, they got to hang out somewhere. There's no family room. And then you watch uh, Kelsey's girlfriend walk in, and Bob Kraft like lays out the red carpet, gives her whatever she needs to get in and out of the game, left and right. Like they can't even get a family room, and this guy is like, you know, gives it to, to Taylor Swift with no problem. The other thing is listening Crazy. to that clip of him in Dynasty talk about taking money from Aaron Hernandez for Myra Kraft's like fund. Who wouldn't let Bob have Christian Peters even wear a practice jersey? Like, I just I'm trying to mentally like put those two two and two things together. It's mind boggling. So it's a it's a good connection, you know. And Kraft has done this from time to time. I think he did it. Where did he say this in one of the earlier episodes of the Dynasty Mega? Where did I hear this recently? It had to have been the Dynasty, where he's like, we would only step in on, um. Not football no. issues, but like, where did he say that? He said that um, in one of his recent media availabilities. Is that what it was? I think it was the second press conference on the day that he was firing Bill when they asked him about the role of ownership we in only, personnel. And we he only said, step in. Only if it's a character issue. Thank you. That's what it was. And so, right. And they'll they'll thump their chest about Christian Peter. Uh, you know, they drafted him and they immediately cut him. A long time was that Par- was that Parcells was that Pete Carroll when was Christian Peters a long time ago it was early on in the Kraft tenure pre Belichick. Um, there was another player was his last name Drew I can't remember who it was but there was another guy who had a gun incident it was very very low level roster player like practice squad level player who they brought in he had fired off a gun in the middle of campus they cut him. Um, but then they stand by Jack Jones and right Aaron Hernandez it's like it didn't. It didn't register with Robert. It's like Myra said, you can't, you can't have Christian Peter on this team. It was the you, 1996 draft, by the way. They drafted him and renounced his rights. So, so like Parcells. A week later, yeah. So it's Parcells. And so, you know, they didn't do their due diligence, or Parcells kept it from him, and they found out about it. Myra Kraft was was heavily involved in this decision to move on from Christian Peter, and you know they'll still trumpet that, but then when his wife passes away, 
and Aaron Hernandez. And Robert makes it clear they know what Aaron Hernandez is up to in some ways off the field, at least who he's running with, and that he's up to no good. They know this. And he's like, oh, you want to give money to my wife? And like Robert says it as like a very warming thing, and I get it. Your wife has passed away. You're emotional. It is a nice gesture, but like, would she want him on the team? Would she would she want him on the football team? And so it's a fair point by John. The other thing, we've heard uh, Jake and Boston had called about that before. I guess they really treated Taylor Swift very, very well, and the players, as we know, not so much. Okay. I mean, I don't know. Taylor Swift plays a bunch of concerts at Gillette that probably make them a lot of money. So, <laughs> but, does, but do the players have a right to be upset about that? The players should be treated as well. They, they all make the crafts a lot of money. So, yes, give what you're, if you're bringing special cookies right. out for Taylor Swift, right. then who do made, that for the players' families. How, who about, made the crafts more how money? about for the players' wives? Who made Let's the crafts more money? Taylor Swift or Tom Brady? And Tom Brady, they jettisoned to, you know, uh, a suite to get worked on by Alex Guerrero, who, by the way, made an appearance in episode five. And, you know, they couldn't bring a family room or daycare for. So, who made more money for the crafts? Tom Brady deserves more. Let <laughs> me. Can I hear two clips back-to-back uh, -back back here quick just because I teased them? Uh, Burt Breer, what are you hearing about these quarterbacks and the Patriots at the Combine? You can say the third, you're, you're going to take a quarterback at three, but you don't know which one's going to fall to you. Um, so, I mean, I think to lock yourself in, you have to feel good about two of these kids at the very least. And I, I think they're getting there. Like, from what I've heard from, the, from, from how the quarterbacks have performed in these meetings, it's all been really good. And so, you know, Phil, I think that there's good options for them there. Again, like, this comes down to not just being comfortable with one of the non-Caleb Williams quarterbacks, but two of them. And it's a process getting there. So I haven't heard they're absolutely taking a quarterback at three, but... You know, like a lot of people who've been in those interview rooms over the last few nights feel really good about the top quarterbacks in the class. Okay. How ridiculous! That's, uh, no, you can't. You can't say that. <clears throat> that's not a thing you can I say. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. So that's Bert on their comfort level with the quarterbacks. Let me hear uh, Phil on what they're getting out of these interviews. When I saw this Mass Live report today, I ran it by a couple of high-level Patriots executives and. It wasn't completely shot down to me by any stretch. It's a, it's a totally reasonable plan, as you laid out, Trendy. We've been talking about this kind of thing for a long time now, but it was emphasized to me that this is a process and that they've just recently met with the top quarterbacks in this year's class. And like Bert is hearing, I've heard as well that uh, the Patriots have been impressed. These guys have all presented well. And this is just the start, though. This is about a 15-minute, 18-minute meeting um, where... You know, a chunk of it at the start, it's just spent you know, shaking hands and exchanging pleasantries, essentially. So Presenting. there will be 30 visits. There will be pro days. There will be many more opportunities to do mm -hmm. some more digging on these guys and see how they operate. Present them. <laughs> that's, uh, that's, that's what, what I was thinking. That's what's been going on there. Uh, so that's Phil Perry along with Burper on the latest with the Patriots and these quarterbacks at the Combine. 617-779-7937. Bruins started great last night. Got a little rocky in the middle. They did pick up a victory over the Vegas Golden Knights. And, uh, well, means Bruce Cassidy was in town. And presented well. <laughs> he, he, uh, he presented something right in their face. Uh, let's get to that next. From the Rubenstein Law Studios, 1-800-BOS-LEGAL. This is WEEI. 
We are back to Jones and Mego on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime. Saka wins the drop. Shattenkirk shoots and Coil can't manage the tip. Lorai scores! Mason Lorai, a power play goal with 4.37 to go. Lorai's first goal in 14 games. How about that? Bruins with a victory last night. It was wild. I don't know how much of it you watched last night, Mego, but Bruins are up 3-0. Morgan effing geeky has a hat trick. Yes. Which I didn't even know he was capable of. That's okay. We'll get we'll get back to that. They blow the lead, which I definitely knew they were capable of. That I was aware of. And then Mason Lorai, of all people, gives the Bruins the win. And the only thing I'll say about him is, like, when people say the Bruins have nothing to offer in a trade, they're just, they're completely wrong. They have roster players like Olmark. They have roster players like DeBrusque, Grizzlick. They have players like that. And then they do have young players. Like, Lorai would be a good chip, I think, in a trade. Now, if the Bruins don't want to move him, fine. But don't tell me they don't have pieces. So the Bruins win, and they beat Bruce Cassidy last night, who we'll get to. It's Jones and Mego, 617-779-7937. We'll get back to the Aaron Hernandez episode of the Dynasty. Uh, very interesting. And uh, we'll continue to break that down, react to it, play some clips, uh, which does have some spoilers in there. Uh, spoiler alert, Aaron Hernandez, not a good guy. But what were you going to say about Morgan Geeky? Well, it's just the kind of thing where, you know, and I'm looking over his points, like, Overall, he does have more points than Jake DeBrusque. But do you want to look at Morgan Geeky as, like, the solution at the center position? No. That he's going to be somebody that you think can, as you said, didn't know that he could put up a hat trick against a team like the Golden Knights. It's great that he did it last night, but is that the kind of thing that you're looking at as a solution where you're like, no. hang on to this roster player because suddenly we've unlocked something with this team? Yeah, I don't feel that way. But it was a good win for them last night, for sure. And especially in light of what Bruce Cassidy said before the game, I, I read these quotes yesterday, and I should have chased down the audio. I'm kicking myself for not playing this yesterday because it's good. As Bruce Cassidy pregame about returning to TD Garden after winning the Stanley Cup. What's different going back, you know, this time around? Are the emotions different, similar? Uh, different. I think last year there was the unknown. Didn't know what would happen. You come back in here, you know, you get let go, so... You, know, you don't know if you're going to get booed out of the building or a nice hand. So uh, anyway, we got that over with. Um, it's nice to come back with a big, big, nice shiny ring on your finger too. That's a, another, always a good visit with that. <laughs> was he wearing it when he said that? Uh, I didn't. If he was, he, it's not like he made like a show of it. No. I watched the clip. I don't. I don't. He should I don't wear think it. He did. He should wear it every time he goes into that building. He really should wear Just that like, thing. Oh, hey, take your sunglasses out because look at this. <laughs> you guys haven't seen one of these for a while. It's just you know. You want to talk about crummy ownership and management in this He's town He's like a these girl days. who just got engaged. And it's like, you know, oh, why? Uh, like, people, some people are pissed at the crafts for running off Bill. I'm not pissed about that. But I am pissed at the crafts for not spending. I'm definitely pissed at John Henry. It's like Jacobs and Sweeney, they ran off this guy, and he wins a he wins a Stanley Cup the second he leaves town. And the best part, Bruce, I think he, he still has the house like in the, the Cape yep. or something, and every time he comes back, you know, he's just going to be walking into every little, you know, clam shack and whatever, and just bang that on the bar a couple times, go, yeah, look what I got! 
Yeah, remember me? Yep, that's right. Oh, yes, I am that Bruce Cassidy. He brought, he brought the cup to the Cape last year. We talked about that uh, during the summer. He, he, brought, he had the he had the cup on the Cape. And, like, some of it ended up being a good... Remember, it was like he brought it out for a fundraiser or something like that. Like, part of it was, like, good for the community, but it was also a little bit of an F you from Bruce Cassidy, which he's, which he's doing there for sure with the media last he's night. He's like, people don't forget. Uh, I didn't realize we had this. Ryan, you pulled uh, Sweeney. This from pregame last night? Yeah, I was, I was watching pregame last night, and Don Sweeney was uh, talking to the boys about, uh, well, this first cut is about the targets that they're probably going to be looking for going into the trade deadline. Okay, Don Sweeney. Area of needing your opinion for this team, and Donnie, has this recent little bit of a tough stretch changed anything in your estimation as you watch your team play? No, I don't think it's changed anything. We've always... You know, <sighs> put forth that we want to be a highly competitive team um, you know there's a there's a physical part of the game that I think we're lacking at, at times um, I think when we get dragged in or drag ourselves in we respond appropriately without throughout our lineup but you know can we start that and, and uh and survive through that is an area that you know Cam referenced the other day, and uh, that maybe we'd like to try and address. Not easy um, this time of the year; it's always difficult. Uh, but it's something we'd like to do to find some areas that uh, areas of need, as you as as I, as I referenced, that uh, we've we've tried to, to, to use our depth uh, throughout the organization, and, and a lot of guys have done a tremendous job in that regard. But uh, we may have to look to the outside if it's possible. That doesn't sound promising. Uh, that was a very much, and also let me tack this on at the end. We may have to look on the outside, if it's possible. Yeah, that does. This does not sound like somebody who's going to be making big additions. The trade deadline. Yeah, I mean, like he acknowledged, like there's some things we want to add, but does that sound like a guy who's ready to make a move? No. Uh, the trade deadline is in seven days, right? March eighth. I mean, maybe he will, but I- I'm thinking, and I would hate this. This is not a defense. I'm not saying they should do this. I'm thinking Lee Stempniak. You know, I'm thinking Drew, Drew Stafford. Stafford. I'm thinking trades like this. Spackle. And they're not going to make a big Probably move. mentioned Matt Bolesky, who I completely forgot, also ended up as a Boston. The dog man? Yes. Uh, Keith's, Keith's going to be on tonight at 6. Keith knows the dog man. Casper's dog of Are we talking that level of move? Was he the goof that tried to do the little spinorama? Yes, in the shootout. It yes. didn't yes, work. Yes, yes, yes. You got to uh, elevate the puck. Dog man. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, there's your Bruins update. Bruce Cassidy shaking his ring in your face. Uh, meanwhile, the Bruins do get the win and hopefully right the ship a little bit in advance of the trade deadline. Uh, Dave's in the car waiting patiently. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I've been driving through Eastern Connecticut, and I was very, very interested in your Aaron Hernandez segment, and I thought I could add a little bit to that. Okay. Um, I knew a I knew an author named Jeff Benedict. Are you familiar with Jeff? Yeah, we yeah, have him we, on the show. Uh, Mego's right. We, he's, so, first of all, he's the executive producer of the Dynasty, which we're playing. And Jeff was on the show, yeah, two weeks ago or whatever it was. Check it out. Check out oh, the full wonderful. interview, Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Get it on your phone, Dave, yeah, and everybody out there. It's free. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, Jeff wrote a couple of books um, in, the, in the early 200s. One was called uh, Pros and Cons, 200s. which was about the NFL. And uh-huh. the other one was Out of Bounds, which is about the, uh, the NBA. And with Aaron Hernandez, it, it became very clear to me that he was just tip of the iceberg in, in the professional sports industry. I mean, um, what he has to, and Christian Peter's name uh, is dropped in that book. And I, 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 you mentioned it today and I've got my interest too. Uh, Jeff wrote about that. Uh, and I think these are very, very good books for your listeners to, okay. uh, you know, really check out, check it out and see what the, what the industry is really all about okay. and how they are complicit with these bad inappropriate players. All right, Dave, and, I like it. We're going to, uh, we're going to check club. out more. <laughs> Jeff Benedict Book Club is what we're going to do. After I read his uh, his one on one with Septimus Severus, 
taking over Syria and Arabia in the second century. So are you doing the same thing I'm doing? I googled the year 200 is yeah. what I did. Year 200. Cheap jokes. You Cheap said, jokes. did you already beat me to this? I Cyprius, did. you already beat me to uh-huh. it? Uh-huh. Damn it. <laughs> Come on, Jones. You got to wake up pretty early in the morning. Valerian the first. Did, was, what, was that one of oh, Death Benedict? Oh, he had a hell of a season. <laughs> 201? Yeah, but you know who was better? Yeah, but you know what? He was no Zhang Chang Poo. I'll tell you what, Zhang Chang Poo. They don't make him like that anymore. That's <laughs> your 200 sports talk. That's what that was. <laughs> uh, okay. Anybody else who else? You, you cover all the great deaths in the year 200, Ryan? Uh, no, I did not. No, I did not. Uh, Ju- what, what are great Ju- deaths? Ju Shu? Sun Si? Zhu Gong? These are all, these are some of the deaths. The, these are guys Bill Belichick time. likes to quote, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great warlords of their time. We only got a little bit of that we, in we episode get, five, where it's like, you know, the thing about Bill is we, he doesn't talk about football like football. He yeah. talks about it like it's war. And then it's like just a beautiful picture of Annapolis that yeah. they're droning in on. Was that episode five when Dante, Dante Stallworth said that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it's like, yeah. hey, have you ever heard that Bill grew up in Annapolis? Yeah, right. And they cut to Bill. And Bill's I say like, this as the Maryland person. <laughs> they, cut, <laughs> but they cut to Bill and Bill's like, well, I'm not saying I'm not saying we're treating this like it's a war. It's like, well, you kind of are a little and then drew bledsoe came back and was like yes everything yeah. that was said there i can confirm it because i was there four years before this all happened a little, little stolen valor from bill uh 617-779-7937 uh, we'll get back to your feedback we'll get back to the dynasty jeff benedict wrote that along with many great books about the year 200 uh we'll wrote the art of war we'll be getting back Quite in, impressive. into the aaron hernandez episode which uh is captivating fascinating uh chilling at points we'll do that next Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. It's time to support your favorite MLB superstars and let your voice be heard with the 2024 MLB All-Star Ballot presented by BuildSummarines.com. Oh, what a shot. That's right. You get to help choose the starting lineups for the Midsummer Classic and decide who represents your team at the MLB All-Star Game presented by MasterCard this summer in Arlington. He makes the play. So make your picks today at MLB.com slash vote. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.